Hello and welcome to Chick Flicks. I'm Mackenzie Chapman. And I'm Bridget Hovell, and this is a Chicklet, a mini episode of Chick Flicks where we have a quick discussion of a new movie or TV show. Today we're talking about Midsommar. <laughs> Midsommar. How, how are you saying? Okay. The new horror movie from Ari Aster, who directed last year's Hereditary, which we covered in episode 11. Go take a listen. Heads up, we will be spoiling Midsommar. In Midsummer, director Ari Aster continues to explore themes of family, community, and terrible things happening to a person's head. The film opens in the dead of winter, with our protagonist Danny worrying over upsetting emails from her mentally ill older sister. Her boyfriend, Christian, dismisses Danny's worries and tells her that she is overreacting. His group of doofy friends agree. But Danny was right to be concerned. Her sister kills herself and their parents in an elaborate carbon monoxide poisoning scheme. We watch as Danny howls with grief and Christian's slack arms as snow whirls through a dark sky behind them. When we next see Danny and Christian, it is summer and they are miraculously still dating. Christian and his buddies have, a, uh, have planned a trip to Sweden for a summer festival and Christian reluctantly invites Danny along. To the group's disappointment, she accepts and follows them to a remote, sunlit Swedish village inhabited by a cheery bunch called the Harga. At first, the Americans are smitten by the Harga's many rules and rituals for their festival that will culminate in the crowning of a new May Queen. But after two ritualistic suicides, the visitors begin to realize that the commune is not as quaint as they first thought. Danny and Christian find themselves trapped in a seemingly predestined roles. Christian, a disappointing boyfriend and an uninspired student, is doomed to provide the Harga with new genetic material at the cost of his life. And Danny, grief-rattled and in search of a new family, is crowned the new May Queen. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so we saw Midsommar. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, justice for my tweet that I tweeted directly after seeing this movie with a picture of Florence Pugh surrounded by the Harga women screaming, captioned, hot girl Samar. <laughs> I thought that was great. I thought it was you great, should... too. I was like, mm, this is going to blow up. <laughs> <laughs> I want to post it to Instagram. You too. should. So good. Hot girl Samar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let me just start by saying this was such a beautifully shot film and i i agree with like some criticisms that like ari aster thinks of a provocative idea or image and then just like builds a movie around it but like Mm -hmm. i think that there are so many like excellent shots that kind of justify this movie's existence you know like her screaming with all those women yeah yeah i feel like it's definitely one of the strongest points of the movie is the imagery Mm -hmm. and i don't think that's a bad thing i don't think it's like lacking substance Mm -hmm. so it needs to make up for it with imagery or whatever like it's definitely like a substantial movie and it's like rich with ideas and stuff it's just i i i really liked it and i do want to watch it again but it's also and this was intentional Ari Aster said he intentionally didn't want there to be like a twist and he wanted to mm. like respect that the viewer kind of knew everything that was going to happen. But I almost wish there was more That's surprises true. because I don't know. I was like, okay, we're just going on this journey that we've been on like a million times. It felt like it feels almost. inevitable in the way that like a fable is when you're first hearing like a, yeah. a fairy tale. Um, mm-hmm. Did you like it better than hereditary or less? I think I have to watch it again. Uh, on mm. initial reaction, I think I liked Hereditary more, but I, I do want to watch it again. I feel like it's... T- uh, yeah, upon my first watch, I like Hereditary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been what going back think? and forth. I think Hereditary was ultimately so much more shocking and mm-hmm. did provide me, you know, with a, a scare that, like, sh- shook me to my core. So... Mm. 
it's hard to tell if like having a big immediate reaction to a film means that it's a better film. So yeah, I think it's just like, I have to think about it more, but um, I think they're very similar films though. I couldn't help but think at the end of the movie that it was ending in the exact same way that hereditary ended like a ritual killing Mm -hmm. everyone gathered together. Kind of Mm this, the score sounded incredibly similar Mm -hmm. to the end of hereditary Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, this dude is really working out some shit about families. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're right. There is, like, a similar, like, theme about families and relationships and just, like, gaslighting of women <laughs> and mm-hmm. <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> For sure. Um, and I I think that this movie, like Hereditary, rests on the strength of its uh Leads performance, uh, Tony Collette yeah, in definitely. the case of Hereditary and Florence Pugh in the case of Midsummer. So this is my first movie I've seen her in. Um, I yeah, know she's going to be in do. Little Women, the Greta Gerwig mm-hmm. Little Women, um, mm-hmm. but she's amazing. Yeah, she was so good. She definitely made this movie. And I, in um, Richard Brody's review mm-hmm. of this movie, he says. He says that the movie doesn't say for all the time that the couple spends together, Aster doesn't pause or detour to hear their thoughts. And I do think that while I wanted to know more, I wanted to see more of Christian and Danny interact, uh, the interactions between them, because I thought that was probably the most interesting part to yes. me. Or, and, or like you said, you, you mentioned mm. um, in your notes that you wanted to see more of like the origin of the story, I think. Um, or something. Well, I just was like, why are they together in the first place, you know? Exactly, yeah, yeah. I would love to have seen some of that so the the bad parts of their relationship could kind of be put in contrast. Right. But I do think that Aster doesn't really need to pause or detour to hear their thoughts because Florence Pugh's uh, acting is so good that you don't really need to. I feel Mm -hmm. like I know where she is, like, throughout the whole movie. Like, I know where, like, her headspace is. I know what she's thinking. I know, like, when Christian does something fucked up that she's, like, I know those, like, thought the thought process of what she's going through. Do you? Yeah. I don't, no, I, don't I, I, yeah. I do. And I, I think that's a huge credit to her as a performer. I still think we could have heard more from both of them about their yeah. relationship or um, about, like, just their headspace uh, where they were at different points in the movie. Um, I will say that one scene when she starts to kind of turn against Christian uh, when she's describing how the boyfriend, the the uh, English boyfriend, left may have left his oh, girlfriend yeah. behind, and she part. was like, "It sounds like something you would do." And everyone's just like, everyone in the theater, the theater I was in, was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, I love that. yeah, I uh, I love that too. It, this was a fun movie to watch in a theater because everyone mm-hmm. was responding and mm-hmm. like because it's a, f- it's like a funny movie for sure. sure yeah. I've, oh god. Yeah. Like, and I think um, in the pop culture happy hour episode about this, mm-hmm. the one of the people on was mm-hmm. like, people were laughing in my show, in my like viewing, and I don't know why they were laughing. And like, they were super, like, if they were uncomfortable or what, but I was like, I was laughing because it was funny. And it was definitely intentionally supposed to be funny. You know, I, yeah. I think he thought a lot about that. Um, I will say that the kind of ritualistic sex scene that Christian gets wrapped mm-hmm. into, definitely not totally consensually because he's been drugged, uh, right. was, you know, everyone was laughing in, in my theater and you, mm-hmm. it was shot to, to laugh at, you know, when the woman starts mm-hmm. pushing on his butt, you know, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would, I would say that I almost agree with Richard Brody that he said the funniest, like best part 
of the movie. I don't agree oh, with yeah. this part. But the funniest part is like when um, the couple from London disappears and or the what half of the couple from mm. London disappears and Connie, the woman, is like, where is he? And the guy's like, oh, well, he, uh, we drove him to the train station. <laughs> and she's like, why didn't I go? And he's like, we don't break traffic laws. Yeah. <laughs> Or, you know, the line that I kind of forgot about or, like, buried where they're, like, the kids are all watching Austin Powers now. Yeah, yeah. Which is funny. And I I saw some people on Ari Aster's Reddit AMA being like, what did that mean? What's the significance? And I was like, the significance is that it's funny and it's, like, ridiculous that they would watch Austin Powers and then, you know, later kill some old people uh, or – yeah. And, like, like even that moment um, when the old people jump off the cliff felt – you could see it coming from so far away that it wasn't yeah. as shocking as like the scene in Hereditary where the young girl is killed. You know, it was it was telegraphed from so far away. Um, but did you have a particular image that shocked you, or like you know he's Ariaster, king of the edge lords? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the scariest part for me was. Uh, something super simple and was also something kind of similar to hereditary I guess was in the beginning when the sister kills the whole family yes um and it just is like a theme I guess that Ari Aster's interested in pursuing is that like when someone that you love so much does something so horrible and hurts you so horribly yeah um I think that was pretty shock even though you like knew something bad like like spelled it out for you you knew something bad was gonna happen mm-hmm. it's just it was still like what is it gonna be you know yeah and and just like a horrible thing so yeah um, and like one of the most horrible things you can imagine and then i think another part that freaked me out was when was just a nightmare that she had was that all the oh, then leaving. boys were leaving her and also to be honest just going on that trip with all those <laughs> yes boys. yes that was the yeah. biggest horror truly like we see her talking to a girlfriend <laughs> in the first scene she's on the phone talking about christian and it's like where did that girl go where yeah. was that girl in her life you know yeah. i want to know more was she killed off like what happened yeah. there why wasn't she there being like "Ooh, danny i know you're really hurting but like going with your terrible boyfriend to sweden with all of his terrible friends doesn't seem like the wisest idea yeah. uh i i would have been there to say that to my girlfriend um, oh wow! Yeah, of Thanks, course. I <laughs> um, yeah, that that that. God, I would hate this so much. I cannot overstate how the idea of being brought on a trip where I wasn't sure of where we were going or like what it would entail. I hate it. I was thinking a lot. I, like, when are they yeah. showering? Where are the showers? <laughs> yeah. Yep. I agree one hundred percent. Like, if I have to hike somewhere and I, that everyone's on yeah. drugs, like, oh, no mm-hmm. thing. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Nope. 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 I will say though that I have watched many movies where they play with special effects to kind of re- recreate like what it's like to be on drugs, and I thought this movie mm-hmm. did it in a really tasteful, subtle way. Um, yeah. That didn't feel I like liked- it was heavy-handed, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I liked, like, the pulsing flower was, like, my favorite part. Here's the thing, though. Ari Aster definitely thinks that this movie, and he has pretty much explicitly said so, is, like, an empowerment tale or, like, a female empowerment story about Danny. kind of, um, you know, she has vengeance on her bad boyfriend and then becomes the queen of this new community. But mm. the prevalence of psychedelic drugs throughout it kind of fogging people's ability to make decisions for themselves Mm -hmm. and also just the fact that danny is like again she's not really making any decisions for herself at all she's just kind of like swept along the whole time make the fact that 
Aster said this movie was an empowerment movie, like so cringy. Yeah, it. And you you mentioned that it was kind of like the witch in that way. Yeah, and I agree. And yeah. I think, to be honest, the witch was more compelling as a. I liked the witch more. Basically, yeah, okay. I think they had the similar like flaws, but I think that in the way that the atmosphere is one of the strengths of the films, I think that the witch did it better. Yeah, any male filmmaker who says their movie is a female empowerment movie should have to like write an essay about why they think that is. <laughs> you know, like really sit down and like commit some thought to it, and then check with George Miller, who you know directed Fury Road, and then you know like <laughs> check with a woman and. <laughs> come back to it the idea because you know even um i think maybe brody talks about this like her deciding at the end of the movie to kill christian doesn't feel like a decision at all it just feels like Mm -hmm. something that she's kind of uh, everyone in this movie the idea of like individual power and agency versus group agency and group power is Mm -hmm. kind of contrasted and so it always Mm -hmm. feels like that she is like she finally starts working within the harga you know so like they made the decision Mm -hmm. for her um Mm -hmm. And I think in, like, one review it says, um, this is from Esquire, (laughs) it says, she's moving from one codependent relationship to another by the end, it's like the ultimate codependent family, their language is empathy, and Danny is a character who is, like, in dire need of some empathy. That's actually Aster said that. That's a quote from Aster, yeah. yeah. Um, But I think that, like... The empathy thing is cool, but yes. I think it's, like, too much, I yes. guess. It's more, like, groupthink than empathy. Exactly, exactly. And I, there's no better real um, example of that than the scene where she is, uh, like, in a group grieving session with uh, mm-hmm. the other women in the village, which was really powerful, like, a very chilling mm-hmm. scene to have them all screaming mm-hmm. like that. Um, mm-hmm. And Florence Pugh has this great, like, kind of deep voice to start with. Mm-hmm. And then she gets to kind of just, like, yell her head off in this movie, and it's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. I loved what she was wearing for a lot of the film, too. That was very believable for me for a grad student in her mid-20s, you know? Like, yeah. also her studio apartment in the first few was scenes. Full of Ikea yeah, it was perfect. And... It was, like, not yeah. this fantasy. And just, like, the get. way she looks. Like, she looks like a real girl. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, she does, for sure. She, like, she definitely looks like someone we could have gone to college with. Exactly. Something. And, like, obviously very beautiful, but I don't want to, like, try to make this, like, she doesn't know she's beautiful comparison. But, you know, when the other woman in the village were like, you're so pretty, and she was like, oh, wow, thank you. You know, like, I, mm-hmm. I thought that was that was sweet. <laughs> um, I loved that we got to see some dicks in this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently it was almost NC-17 because of the penises you do see in this film, which is crazy. And- there's a director's cut coming out that oh, shit. Uh, might have more crazy. Well, I heard there's a director's cut coming out that is like featuring part of like a scene that's between Danny and Christian that it Aster compared to the dinner, uh, just oh, as tense shit. as the dinner scene in Hereditary. This movie was long. It was two hours and 30 minutes long. Yeah. So I'm impressed that he had more uh, subject to cut out, you know, like it was very long. Uh, so one problematic element of this movie that I was disappointed by was the character, the Oracle. Yeah. Uh, who's like this, he's introduced, all the other characters call him the disabled one or the inbred guy. Uh, he's an able-bodied actor who is has prosthetics on um, mm-hmm. to look uh, disabled or different. And mm-hmm. he kind of inhabits too like this mystical 
role in the town mm-hmm. uh, or in the village. And uh, Ari Aster kind of didn't come up with a very good explanation. Do, do, do. Sorry, I'm just finding it. Aster said that he's Ruben, the disabled character, is very important, more important as a symbol, as an idea, than he even is as a character, uh, mm-hmm. which is really disappointing. And this writer, Emma Madden in The Guardian, says, uh, in keeping with Astra's previous film, Hereditary, in which physical and mental disability provides a metaphor for trauma and familial dysfunction, the disabled body once again becomes the monstrous body used to convey a monstrous world. So that's just very disappointing. Yeah. It made, uh, like, different face seem like it was going to be, like, a monster. And yeah, it's just, like, all or like, scary. And it's just, like, I don't know. Whole, the whole that whole part was just like not. I will good. also say, and that we just th- talked about this with the Goonies. Yeah, right? exactly. It's disappointing to see it's still happening. It's also it's very similar to the the character in the yeah. Goonies, uh, yeah. function wise. Um, I will say that this movie also has a lot of elements of like the women in town, their bodies kind of almost not being monstrous, but like they're just the there's just a lot of focus on like female bodily functions or like. You know, mm-hmm. like there, there's period blood, there's pubic hair, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it's, and it's all through as a means to control a, a man, you know, like the, mm-hmm. the magic right yeah. of Christian drinking the period blood or eating the pubic hair, you know? So there's something to be poked around there that yeah. these women have these secret machinations that can, they can tr- mm-hmm. control men with. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that's similar also, I guess, to some problems that the witch had with mm-hmm. the, like hag figure yeah Mackenzie would you you wouldn't I guess we I pretty much know the answer to this but you would not want to live in the Harga no I mean they have TV and movies (laughs) and I would have to say though like I really this movie made me really want a Met Gala to be horror movie themed oh shit and I Rihanna would look so cool in the 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 flower thing oh shit she just has to do it like she just has to do it I was actually thinking this would be a great uh, Halloween costume is going as Danny as the flower queen not with the full flower but you should no but like you know white dress flower crown and you're her and you know my boyfriend's a grad student I actually told him this I was like you you go you're wearing exactly what you normally wear I am in a white dress with the flower (laughs) crown (laughs) so you could braid your hair like in the, the yeah like, oh also just uh to debunk some things as someone with an inside uh viewpoint to what a grad student's life is like <laughs> no one would just make up their thesis on the fly and also yeah. these boys probably have the same advisor uh who would never okay both of them you know like writing about the same right. shit like that i don't know they would never make yeah. it up on the fly i don't know that was so funny i love that um i love i did love all the like I, they weren't very defined, but all the side characters I yeah. thought were so funny. Like, uh, Josh is basically doing his character from The Good Place. Cheaty. Yeah, William Jackson Harper. Yeah. Yeah. And Evil Cheaty. Uh, Mark is just like so good at playing uh, douchebag. <gasps> oh my he God. He reminds yeah. me almost of the youngest brother, Ed. Edmund? Is that his name? From Narnia. <laughs> oh my gosh, it is so apt. He's just like in this <laughs> mystical experience and he's like focused on like his own pursuits. Vaping. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. What a great comparison. Yeah, I loved, I thought the cast was great. I thought they were all acting their butts off. Christian, mm-hmm. Jack Rayner, uh, Chris Pratt. this real, uh, 
Oh, Chris Pratt vibes? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Definite. No, that he's not Chris Pratt. I'm not. Oh, okay. He gave but me Chris Pratt vibes d- also. He really, like, you feel sorry for him at times, too, but I think they could have made him a worse boyfriend, you know? Did he deserve to die? No. Was he a well, bad boyfriend? yeah. I mean, very few people deserve to die. <laughs> <laughs> if any. Okay. Uh, is it wrong or bad that I was into Pele, who is kind of the mastermind? So, I, I, no, I 100% stand Pele <laughs> Danny first of all he, really, he like sees her you know yeah yeah <laughs> he remembered her birthday yeah they made yeah. out oh yeah it was the, oh that was hot that was cute when he yeah. was like you're the May queen and he kisses her I was like Whoa. yeah <laughs> <laughs> even though he's kind of evil he brought them all there to die I was like what I ship it I ship you know? it too yeah when he holds her when he holds her hand he's like does Christian hold you like is he your family I was like oh my god yeah, oh God, I agree. He's just tender. He cares. He's tender. He He's listens. Tender. Do you He's think a good I, listener? I didn't think about this until I saw someone on Reddit talking about it. But Pele mentions to Danny that his parents died in a fire, and they're oh, like, "Oh, is he sacrificed? Sacri- yeah, yeah, what, yeah, one hundred percent. They sacrificed themselves. Oh. I, I believe that. Lame. Okay, Mackenzie, what are your final thoughts on? Okay, Midsummer. Um, I would. I do want to watch it again, I think. Um, but I don't think I liked it as much as Hereditary. I thought it was a little... I wanted something different, I guess, and I didn't think it was that different. You know? like Agreed. It was, it was like... I don't know. Like the bear memes <laughs> that came out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was a good um, meme generator. Yeah. I think, like, I'll rate it a six. Awesome. For, for now. And who knows? That may change after a rewatch. But yeah, yeah, I hate to just agree with you all the time, but I think I'll also <laughs> rate it a six. You know, I think he's he's a very compelling um, filmmaker. I think his eye for visuals is so strong. Um, yeah. I do think that this movie was too similar to his debut film. Uh, like, he kind of has a, a crutch in some regards. And I'm interested. He wants to do, like, a comedy next or a domestic drama. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he, it'd be great to see him do a family drama because he, mm-hmm. obviously, that was probably the strongest like parts of Predatory. Has. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I, I just think some of the ideas were a little half-baked still. Um, and he's, yeah, it kind of is, like, the filmmaker that I think, not to generalize, but some, like, men will be like, oh, my God, like, so many Easter eggs. Like, it's so deep. Like, look, exactly. look at the runes, you know, I like. I shit about the runes. I don't no give, Yeah, I was like, oh, didn't pay attention to them at all. Yeah. I no. liked when the guys were like, that's a big one. <laughs> like, when they yeah. saw that one rune. That's yeah. that's the only part I remember about runes. Um, <laughs> you know, but I just, this movie, I guess my final thoughts is that I wish when men make horror movies about women, they thought more about um, what they were trying to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, oh, and also apparently he went through a breakup that inspired this film, mm-hmm. which I would feel which very sorry for his funny. girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend. And he said he was like channeling Danny and I don't know. Just... Someone needs to check on her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would really help us out if you left. Thanks for listening. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> It would really help us out if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ChickFlixPod and email us at ChickFlixPodcast at gmail.com. Our next episode will air on July 21st and we will be discussing Friday the 13th and Final Girls. Very excited. ChickFlix is researched and written by Bridget Hovell, that's me, and edited by Mackenzie Chapman, that's her. 
Many thanks to Tim Greek Carlson for our music, and thank you for listening to Chick Flicks. Bye! Bye!